Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we get you all caught up on everything that happens here in the North Shore area when it comes to high school sports. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about in this week's <laughs> episode. Um, we are dead in the middle of playoffs here for the winter sports season. We had a playoff. We had state individual wrestling take place over the weekend. State gymnastics take uh, take uh, place. We had sectional swimming taking place. We have playoff hoops going on right now. So, Joe, we've got a lot to talk about in this episode of the podcast. So, um, before we do that, let's just get a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast and any other podcasts that you listen to, any of the episodes that you listen to, um, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, just make sure you uh, check us out. Give us a nice little review or on Spotify, Android, Apple, whatever you are looking and listening to this uh, podcast, we are probably there. So um, make sure you are, you are uh, giving us a nice little review and spread the word as you are cheering on your favorite teams um, in the next couple of weeks and talk about, hey, uh, those guys in the Varsity podcast really know what they're talking about. You guys, uh, you should take a listen to this. So uh, make sure you uh, are doing all of that and uh, get jumping in right now where we're going to do a four-quarter format as we usually do, especially in these uh, jam-packed episodes. In the first quarter, we're going to review um, everything that happened over the past weekend when it came to state wrestling, state gymnastics, and sectional swimming. We, in the second quarter, are going to be joined by a champion. We're going to be joined by Nutrier wrestler Jack Cummings after he won his uh, individual state championship this past weekend in Champaign. In the third quarter, we're going to play our weekly game of Way or No Way. Going to go about some things about what's happening, what's going to happen, what's not going to happen. And then in the fourth quarter, we are going to uh, talk hoops as we recap some girls' basketball action and preview some boys' basketball action as well. So why don't we get things started here, Joe? And we'll, uh, I feel like it's only right to start with the champion and uh, uh, start things off with him. I mean, um, you were down there in Champaign and uh, you covered um, Jack. Uh, you've covered Jack for most of the season, obviously. But um, we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast started, but um, a lot of people probably in the wrestling community and maybe those who haven't really paid attention to Nutrier um, that closely might have been surprised when uh, Jack Cummings was going against the Maris kid that um, Jack won his individual state title um, over the weekend. But um, for you who's been covering him all season long and um, obviously his coaches and everything like that, um, Saturday night when he won that championship, that just didn't really seem like a surprise to um, those who really knew uh, Jack really well. No, not at all. Um, you know, Coach Mark Tattleman with Nutrier said, you know, he's been doing things like this for four years. This is the outcome we expected, even though some people, according to Coach, uh, thought he might not even medal, you know, um, once they looked at the bracket. And, you know, I thought it was much more surprising that he lost in the sectional round. And that's why maybe on in the bracket, you're like, okay, I don't see a path for Jack Cummings. He he finished third because he lost his uh, his first match of the day at sectional and finished third. And that that gives you kind of a tough road. But because of that, um, his path avoided uh, Maris standing up. Marianopolis got it, uh, who was undefeated. So it avoided him um, until a possible title match, which he said uh, he was actually pretty pleased with because he knew Marianopolis would be the toughest guy he wrestled in the tournament, even though he had to face some other tough competition um, in the upper half of the bracket. But, you know, he controlled that match. Watching that match from the sidelines, I expected Jack to have to do something extraordinary or unusual to what he normally does. Um, 
being, you know, how good of a wrestler Marianopolis was, but he didn't, you know, he, they fought off each other in the first period to a stalemate zero, zero. And then uh, Cummings drew the top draw for, for the second period. And he just wrote him out for the full two minutes. And you'd expect a guy like Marianopolis to, to escape that and gain that point, or at least come close, but he couldn't do much of anything against Cummings. Um, Cummings is a, um, obviously very strong at 195 pounds. All those kids are at 195, but, uh, very athletic, uh, very balanced. He was, you know, remember he was the football team's running back all conference. He was also their middle, middle linebacker for much of the season. Um, so very athletic, very balanced, um, and just rode him out the whole time. And then the third period, he got an escape in the down position, you know, immediately. So he was up one, nothing and had, had the, had the leverage to, to go about his business and decide what he wanted to do next. So uh, I was really surprised that um, he was able to control the match that much, but um, you know, I think he was too a little bit, but he, uh, he did it. And he's the first new Trier wrestling champ since 1976. Wow. That's crazy. That is uh, definitely a, um, something very worthy of, uh, of a claim. And um, obviously, like you mentioned, just what he was able to do against a, um, a tough opponent. I mean, just what, what, what was, I, mean, I know you got a chance to talk to him and we'll hear from him in the second quarter, but um, what did he kind of credit just to being what, how he was able to get to this moment and um, how he was really able to, um, you know, succeed the way he did in the tournament, which obviously we know is a very difficult tournament to try to manage your way through um, with a lot of different tough wrestlers around the entire state. Yeah, absolutely. And, and speaking of tough wrestlers, just a, just a fun stat from his path, he had four victories um, in his bracket and all four guys medaled. So he, he faced the toughest guys in the 195 bracket. He, he didn't have an easy path. He, he, he beat the Obviously, he beat the second place guy. He beat the third place guy. He beat the fifth place guy, um, and I think the sixth. So, pretty impressive stuff from Jack. And he, you know, he's a state champion before as an eighth grader. He won the Illinois Elementary state title as an eighth grader. So, I think a lot of it was poise. Um, obviously, we we talked about his athleticism and and some of his attributes, but really calm under pressure, um, being able to stick to your strengths and. Uh, maybe keep other guys from, from doing what they did. I think Jack's a really smart guy. He talked about watching Marianopolis's tape in, you know, and, and figuring out and trying to keep him from what he does best. And he, he knew he could ride him out in the second period if he was on his game. And um, that's what he did and led to victory. So I think Jack's just a really prepared and obviously very talented wrestler. And he, he, he it was a, a very impressive run, surprised a lot of people. Yeah, and obviously congrats to him, and we'll hear from more from him in the second quarter when we are joined by uh, the champion, but there are some other um, wrestlers who took place, and that uh, we're going to focus uh, mostly on uh, Loyola's wrestler, uh, Macy Adioti. Uh, he um, made it to the championship round at 120 in Class 3A. Um, Joe, um, obviously, Macy, we talked about him the entire season, and um, he was able to get to that match and just wasn't able to uh, get the win. But just finishing second, I mean, that's not a surprise for um, what we've seen from him for, I mean, most of the season. No, not really. He's, he's dominated a lot of his competition. He had three losses, I think, and a ton of wins. They wrestled a ton this year, Loyola did. I think he had over 42, 43 wins around there um, compared to three losses. Um, for if you include the loss in the title game, but he became the first Loyola wrestler ever uh, to be a finalist at the, at the IHSA championships. So record-breaking, he did that on, on Friday night. So Saturday was kind of a celebration until his, his championship match. 
Now, once he was there, he ran into a buzzsaw. Ben Savino has been probably the best wrestler at 120 all year. Um, and I think his loss, his Savino's one loss came at a different weight class. But uh, he, Savino dominated the whole tournament, the whole bracket, and he dominated uh, Odiati too. But it doesn't take away from what Odiati did uh, making it there. He's a junior. Um, he, uh, he made history, like I said, and, and Loyola's really, um, hasn't been a wrestling program. It's just, it hasn't for its history. You know, you look through all the record books and you don't come across Loyola's name much, you know, they've only had one state placer and that was about a decade ago in Michael Polonian. Um, so, yeah, this was huge for them. And, um, I think they would add another placer in Cooper Wedding, but he, he injured out, um, after, uh, after loss in the second round. So, um, maybe during that match actually, but, uh, Massey just, he, he's a very good, very talented wrestler. He can do it both up high and down low. Um, just ran into a tougher wrestler this year that in Savino, but he's the real deal and you, you can expect him to be back next year. Yeah, definitely. So congrats to both of those wrestlers, obviously getting a chance to compete for state titles again, to be a part of that, that cool environment down um, in Champaign for the championship matches. So congratulations to both of them. And we'll hear from Jack in the second quarter. But why don't we move on over now to uh, swimming, where we had boys swimming and diving sectional uh, championships take place this past weekend. Um, Nutrier won the Highland Park sectional um, with 319 uh, points. GBN finished second with 209, while GBS finished third. With 192, Nutrier won the 200-yard medley relay, uh, the 400-yard medley, uh, the freestyle relay. They also uh, won the 200-yard freestyle, the 200-yard IM, the 50-yard freestyle, the 100-yard butterfly, the 100-yard free, and also the 100-yard backstroke. So um, a lot of sectional titles for Joe, and or not for Joe, for, uh, <laughs> for Nutrier. I mean, maybe you could win the sectional. Who knows? I don't know no. what the... No. With the swimming chops for you, but uh, um, just uh, kind of what we expected from Nutria, just getting a full performance, and this is kind of what you expect from a team who's going to win a sectional and compete for a state title, where you just have a lot of events that are won and a lot of deep points uh, for Nutria, and that's how they were able to capture that sectional there. Yeah, you look at at you know per event, and if, if they didn't win it, um, they were in the mix, and then uh, usually two guys um, qualified for state, so that'll rack up the points very quickly as you saw in the final score, and um, they'll bring about 14, 15 guys to state, which gives them a great chance of racking up points there as well. Um, Cause I think we, we know their relays are going to do well in state. And I think they won two of three relays at the Highland Park sectional. Highland Park has a great um, relay team relay program as well. And um, a lot of individuals, you know, they're going to um, Aiden music, um, is a sophomore and he, he put up really solid times in the fly and the 200 free. Um, we got Joe Dinstag in the hundred backstroke. Obviously those guys are uh, big parts of the uh, relays as well. And Max Les, uh, Listina in the 50 free, a junior. So uh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to, we're going to see some good times here at state um, look for their relays to place. And maybe some of those other guys too, they're sending a couple divers. So just well-rounded deep and fast. Loyola had a strong finish in the, where were they? They were in the Niles North sectional finishing second um, with 253 points. Evanston won that sectional with 305 points. The 200-yard medley relay Rambler team and the 200-yard freestyle and the 400-yard free relay. So they won all the relays there. 
Um, that is kind of where Loyola did its damage also with uh, Andy Kelly winning the 100-yard bad stroke. Um, so a lot of guys were going to be competing uh, at the state championships as well, Joe, um, and kind of what we expected, um, not to be like we are all-knowing and everything like that, but kind of what we expected from Loyola where their relays were really going to be strong and they got some individuals in there as well. Yeah, and remember they're, they're missing, um, well, they don't have this year the uh, Maurer brothers um, they lost one to graduation and, and then the, the, um, they moved out to California and are swimming professionally. So <laughs> going for Olympics. So, um, you know, you, you would throw a Mauer in there and we might have, um, a state contender, uh, but still, um, those three relays are going to compete for medals. Um, you know, they put Andy Kelly and Lachlan Andrew or, or anchoring. <laughs> I don't mean the actual anchor in the term They're they're just anchoring it being, um, big, uh, um, parts of that relay add PJ Spignalo and a couple other guys and they're really doing damage. Andy Kelly has a chance in the hundred backstroke um, that, and, uh, and Lachlan Andrew has a chance in the 50 free too, to, to place. So Kelly, maybe even for a state championship. So some definite, definitely fast swimmers here um, that we could see no, no divers for, for once. Usually, you know, Loyal has had some very high uh, finishing divers in the past, but not this year, but so I don't think um, they're sending enough guys um, there to compete for, for a team medal, but expect some individual accolades at State for Loyal. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Those guys will be competing in Westmont on Friday and Saturday. So make sure you keep up with the Red Curd North Shore for all the latest updates from the swimming world. And let's wrap up the first quarter here by talking a little bit about gymnastics. I know, Joe, we talked about um, Nutrier's lone a gymnast who was competing in the state championships. And so how did uh, how did Nutrier fare? Yeah, Maria um, uh, Morbido had a nice vault, a real nice vault, 9.4. It was the, you know, tied for the first spot out of the top 10. So she just missed um, advancing to the, to the finals, um, but a great performance by her at state. Um, she also competed in the floor exercise. So um, nice to get a senior there and compete on the biggest day. And also um, Nutrier girls bowling was at state. And I think they finished uh, day one just outside the top 10 at like 12. So they also missed day two. They did um, Shannon Booger um, moved on to the second day and finished 15th. So she's the 15th best bowler in the state. That's pretty cool um, for, for Shannon. So congrats to both those on their state finishes. Yeah, congrats to them. Like we said, congrats to everybody on uh, great stuff. A lot of great athletic feats uh, this past weekend. And uh, we've got more to talk about them for the rest of the podcast. So jump on over now to the second quarter where we are joined by IHSA state champion, Jack Cummings. Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up with him after his uh, title bout. What are the folks at home going to hear? Well, they're going to hear a little background noise, so sorry about that, but at the, at the very loud uh, State Farm Center. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're going to hear a very happy and maybe even uh, in shock Jack uh, after, that, after that finish. I talked to him basically right after the match, um, so he's just trying to kind of come to grips with the championship in his mind and, and how he was able to do it. Um, so we, you know, we just talked about that for a while and, and what was the key to victory. All right, let's take a listen. So Shane Moran. Kid comes in undefeated. Uh, did you know your opponent very well? Class before you came into this um, place. I scouted him out a little bit before this Ryan tournament. Because uh, he had wrestled the kid I wrestled in the first round a few times. So I watched their matches, and I knew he was, he was fast, and he was tenacious on the neutral, and he would, it was hard to take him down with shots, and he would shoot on you right after. 
So I knew I was going to have a tough time in neutral. Third place. So the goal was to keep him 0-0 in neutral. I was confident I could ride him on top. Second place. Keep him on his belly. From the cow. And I knew I could get up Bradley from the Gillum. So I was really hoping to win a 1-0 match. Class, three days, and then once we got that minute left pounds, in neutral in the third I just Vinita. kept shooting on him because I didn't want to get hit for stalling. And I got the leg and I was able to finish and from there. Hot deck mat one. Wrote him out, don't get thrown, and turn the match. Okay, I'm sorry. Isaiah got south. Sorry, man. That last part. Uh, so you're up one, uh, then third quarter, third period. Two, What's three, going three, on in your mind? Don't want to get hit for stalling. Because I got hit for stalling in my first match, just up 1-0, backing up, not doing anything. And on deck at man number three, class 3A, So I just kept shooting his leg, hoping to hang on there. I might get hit for stalling there, but at least it takes time off the clock. And I got in a really good shot. I was able to finish on him with a, a shoot through that I've been working on my entire high school career. And it just, it all came together. So you take a shot in third period up one, it, you, that's a lot of risk too, right? I mean, I, I, it's what I like to do. I've always done it. I don't like to, to leave it in his hands to want to lose the match. I want to take control, um, work my offense. If he stops it and reverses me and gets his takedown, then that's on me. But I don't want to sit there and be standing by to his attacks. Right, right. So last week, sectional, you take third. You had a tough, I think, second round or whatever match. It was my first match of the it day. It was the first yeah. match of the day. Uh, so that means the road here is going to be different. So talk about that. Coming off of third place and coming into state, what were you feeling after that? Um, well, when the, the bracket came out, I was actually quite happy to take third because that means I wouldn't have to wrestle Marinopolis to the finals. I knew he was going to be the hardest kid I wrestled. So I was happy that I got placed opposite from him, but... Um, it was, a, it was a tough loss that, that first day of sec sectionals last Friday, and I knew that I had to bounce back. People, you got to go through adversity to be the champion, and I think I definitely did that. Um, I beat all three of my, all four of the people I beat placed in the top six, so I, that says something about the competition I wrestled here. Wow, did that were true? Man, that's awesome. So, you're a state champion. I mean, what, what are you going through right now? I just am speechless. I, in eighth grade, I won an IESA state championship. So it's definitely a lot of a lot different experience. A much bigger stage, IHSA 3A state title. It's there's nothing that compares to it in the country. It's the it's the biggest tournament I think outside of like Pennsylvania, and it's it's a real deal. So I'm I'm feeling just on top of the world. And first Nutria guy, I believe, since 70s. Yes, yeah, 46 uh, years, I think 46 it was. 46 years. That's you. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, and what did you think of this whole thing? The you know the March champs, uh, the, the, everything, the pageantry. I mean, I think it's a really special experience. Uh, I come here. I came here. I moved here originally in seventh grade from Kentucky, but every single year since then I've been coming down to the tournament, watching the March champions, watching the finals, picturing myself on that mat. Um, and today it, it happened and it was just amazing. It's, it's, I'm speechless. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Enjoy it. Thanks so much, Jake, for joining us. And again, congrats and thanks as always to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. Always appreciate everybody's insight. All right, let's jump on over now to the third quarter where we play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. 
Um, I throw out five propositions and Joe and I argue about whether way they can happen or no way they cannot happen. So why don't we jump on in and start with the boys swimming and diving state championships. Plain and simple question, Joe, where knowing that Nutrier wins a state championship as a team? No, I don't think so. Um, I think there's a couple other teams that got them this year. You know, Stevenson comes to mind um, and, and even uh, West. I, I want to say Hinsdale, but I could be screwing that up. So I don't want to put that in stone, um, but another, another suburban team as well. So um, I think, it, you know, they've got the talent. They're also, by the way, down um, a swimmer from, from last year's um, um, team. So um, <clears throat> I think we're going to expect a high finish, but I say no way to a state title. All right. I think I'll agree with you there as well. I think, uh, like we said, a lot of talent, a lot of uh, great swimmers and divers who compete for Nutria, but um, I don't know if uh, – I don't know if uh, Nutria will have what it takes to win a state championship just with the amount of numbers and how well those other teams, like you mentioned, Stevenson is particularly um, a team that was able to uh, beat Nutria uh, during the regular season. All right, Loyola girls basketball, um, a little tease for your fourth quarter, is going to play in the sectional final on Thursday. Um, way or no way, Joe, that uh, – their first uh, three games here in the playoffs have changed your mind about this girls basketball team and how far it can go. No way. Um, what was my mind? Are you saying, <laughs> uh, I said they could lose to Maine South, but I don't know if I said, you know, they'd make it out. I can't remember. I think you had them around a section or a super section. I don't know if you, I was the one who had them going down to state. I don't know if you were the one who had I think them. I might've said they're going to lose in the super sectional. Anyway, um, I believe that's still right on. I think it's going to be a tough one. Whoever comes out of that other side of the super sectional, whether it's Stevenson or I think Lake Zurich is in the sectional final. Um, Lake Zurich beat Fremd, So that was a bit of an upset, but uh, I, I mean, they played really well. I thought they could, I thought GBS could give them a bit of trouble um, with their height, with their size, because Loyola does not have size. Um, they're just, you know, stout all around, and um, they, they've, they've learned to score better And as they've brought along those underclassmen throughout the year, which has been really impressive. So Maine South uh, had to, took them a buzzer beater to beat Evanston. So Evanston's obviously a good team too. So uh, I, I don't think it's changed my mind, no. I don't think it's changed my mind and my, I had them going down to state. So uh, <laughs> I, think, uh, I, I mean, I, I've, have you seen what they've been able to do? I mean, not that these, I mean, maybe the, um, maybe their uh, regional matchups were um, maybe not as strong as we might've expected, but I mean, beating, uh, um, beating who they beat, uh, beating GBS in the, in the semifinals of the sectional was pretty impressive. And the way they did it, I think was impressive. And I don't want to get too far into it because we'll talk about it in the fourth quarter, but um I think uh, no way I think that this team can still go down the state. And this team has shown me that, uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to change my mind at this point. Um, I think I am still going to uh, move forward with that plan. All right. We're going to jump on in again to the swimming pool and say, ask uh, whether way or no way a Loyola boy swimmer can be an individual champion. Oh, individual champion. I will say, uh, I, you know, I was looking at this. I, Andy Kelly has a great, um chance and i believe it's the 100 back um he he put up a, a time that was uh, i believe won the sectional by nearly two full seconds i mean that's 
that's a whooping um, he put on the sectional competition right there. So um, I think he has a chance. Will he win it? Way, no way. I don't think so. I think there's sometimes a little lower, like he's right now, he's got the fifth best qualifying time. I don't know how many of those individuals have tapered yet um, and, you know, shave their heads, which gives them a couple microseconds. Um, so I, I will say no way, but he's definitely, he's going to medal. Um, and I think their relays, at least one of them is going to medal. I will say no way to a champ, however. Does your answer change if I say that individual also includes relay teams? Oh, um, no, just because there's other relays are tough and nutriers right there in every single one of them. Um, and so, um, I don't, I don't think they're going to win a relay, but again, I think they might medal in all three. Right. I think I'll agree with you. I think no way. I think, uh, um, I agree that they're definitely a talented team and they have, uh, um, Someone who could, they definitely have the talent to place. I don't know if they just have the talent to um, win a state title. So I'll agree with you again and uh, go no way on that front. All right, Joe, we'll talk about this in the fourth quarter, but um, way or no way that in a hypothetical regional final game, Loyola can upset Nutrier in boys basketball? In a hypothetical game? Yes. Uh, well, they're going to play on Friday, um, and we assume they're going to win today. Uh, I, I just don't I, I out of a hundred times, yes, I will say yes. I, I think they're they got a you know probably out of a hundred times 20 wins in there, 15 wins. So I give them a small chance and um, you know with Loyola's defense and Nutrier's at times penchant for turnovers under pressure and turnovers, uh, I'm sorry, um, scoring droughts under pressure like that, uh, I could see it happening, you know, something like a you know, in the forties and they pull it out. Um, they got to get hot from the outside. They got a couple guys who can do that. Some of their biggest wins are when uh, Johnny DeGoosing gets hot from the outside. Um, so they could do that. Uh, Miles Boylan as well. Um, I just don't, it's not much of a chance. Nutrier is too long. Um, they've been battle tested um, and they, you know, they play loyal before they're familiar with each other um, and they got size, you know, the loyal has again, Connor Casper being listed at six, six is uh questionable uh love Connor casper but uh you know jackson monroe is a very real six nine so do not see loyola being winning this game but i do think they're going to keep it competitive all right i think i'll agree with you there i think there's no way that's going to happen um that play happens probably in one out of a hundred or something like that but yeah i think no way i agree with you there all right final way or no way joe way or no way that jack cummings is one of the best wrestlers in new trier history oh no doubt you have to give it to him um, he won a state title first time in 50 years, about 50, um, you know, first finalist in 10 years since Alec McKenna in 2022, or I'm sorry, 2012. Um, they've had some others, but really Nutrier, while it has advanced as a wrestling school, become more of a power than a on and off team. Um, they haven't, you know, been great since like, you know, the fifties, you know, looking through the old numbers, they used to have a, a state champ you know, once a year, once every couple of years in the 50s, 60s, but um, not for years. So you got to put them right up there with the best of the best, um, 40 and three or, or around there for a record state championship at 195, a huge weight class, biggest weight division, 3A. Um, absolutely. I'll say way. Yeah, I think that's an easy uh, one to agree with you there. No, uh, that's definitely a way just for what he was able to do and the history he was able to accomplish. 
Um, definitely a way that he is uh, definitely one of the best in program history. All right, let's jump on over now to the fourth quarter where we got some hoops conversation to go on. Um, why don't we start with the boys uh, since uh, we're in the early stages of a regional play there, and then we can preview girls and recap some girls basketball as well. Um, both Loyola and Nutrier are obviously, like we talked about in the third quarter, going to be playing in the same regional for a chance to uh, play in a regional championship against each other on Friday night. But before they do so, they must uh, play some other teams. And I am looking up the teams right now, unless you have them right now, Joe. Yeah, I think um, it's Maine West for Nutrier and Conant for Loyola. Right, yeah. So um, that, we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. The game is taking place Wednesday at 6 p.m. at Nutrier for Nutrier, and then a 7.30 uh, game at Nutrier for both Loyola and Conan. So um, what do you expect in these two matchups? I mean, two versus 15 for Nutrier, eight, uh, six versus 10 for Loyola. Um, do you think that they should be able to take care of business there? I do. And I don't want to jinx anybody, but back in my day when I was a high school athlete, um, especially when I was an underclassman, I loved being ranked high in the first round playoff matchups because it meant I got to get into a playoff match, maybe, because um, we'd be up by so many. So I expect Nutrier to really take care of business here, get a lot of their guys some playoff tick, which is awesome. Um, they got a lot of seniors who are contributors who might not play every single game. They're going to get on the floor, get some other guys some playoff experience. Um, and on the floor, I mean, it's not Maine West, no offense. They got no shot against the Nutrier team in the first round. So um, it's just an overmatch. So that shouldn't be a problem. And I really don't think the Loyola opponent game is too much of an issue for Loyola either. The top seven or eight, and I'm trying to picture who this, who's the eight seed in that sectional um, um, after Hoffman Estates, I think is seven. I can't remember the eight, but anyway, are very, very strong. It's a very strong sectional. I think there's a gap after that. So I think uh, Loyola as a six seed, I think in other, other sectionals, they could be a five or lower. Um, I mean, even a four or lower and host the regional. Um, they're uh, they're, they're going to overmatch Conan. They should win that one. Yeah, I think that's definitely a, um, I would agree with you there. I think they, these are definitely a, a wash or a, a chalk uh, games where you have uh, both Nutri and Loyola beating other teams pretty easily. Um, so what do you expect in a matchup against Nutri and Loyola on Friday for a regional championship? I mean, is it just kind of what we saw earlier? I mean, I know these teams are different, but um, I can expect just Nutri to – Loyola will play them tough defensively, and maybe that forces Nutri to go into some turnover issues. But um, I think Nutri should handle Loyola um, fairly easily on Friday if they meet it for a championship, uh, regional championship. Yeah, I do too. I think Nutria has got it for, for Loyola to have a chance. It's about shot making. They got to get to their spots and they have to shoot a high percentage because they don't Nutria will out rebound them. Um, you know, um, not that Loyola is not going to bring on the boards, but it's a size thing and they're going to get out in transition and Nutria is very tough to stop in transition, not because of really their athleticism and scoring ability. They can do that, but really they're shooting because they move the ball around quick. They move it around well, and they're going to find an open shooter in transition or they're going to ease a bucket. It's just, it's, it's a very well-rounded, it's a very uh, diverse scoring team. So you want to keep them out of transition, which means Loyal's got to make shots. Um, and they do that. Then they can set up their half court defense, which is among the best in the state um, and lock down Nutrier. Um, now, 
goes without saying that because of the size advantage, Nutria is going to look to take advantage inside out with Jackson Monroe. Can Loyola stop that in the half court? Um, I don't, I don't think they can, but they're going to have to try. And if they do stop it, can you also keep a, keep a man on Jake Fegan? Because you're not just going to hope a 50% three-point shooter is going to miss shots because he's not right. going to. So maybe make Kirkpatrick and Shannon beat you, Carlo Kolak beat you, somebody else, um, Canellos. But um, you just got to – you can't let Monroe get going and score, uh, you know, basket after basket on, you know, high – high quality looks. So Loyola's got a tall task, but uh, it's not the first time Loyal Academy's played a better, um, better record Nutrier team or a better record team in the CCL. They played a ton of the brother Rice's, the Mount Carmel's they beat Mount Carmel. So uh, I think they'll be ready. I just don't know if they have enough firepower. All right. And since I don't know what our plans are for recording next week, just to make sure we can cover our bases here, right. um, a sectional semifinal game would take place next Wednesday night at GBS. So um, assuming Loyola or assuming Nutrier defeats them, um, if everything goes chalk, you would figure that Nutrier would take on Rolling Meadows, maybe uh, Hoffman Estates, uh, but with the 3-7 matchup there. So um, let's say let, let's just say for hypotheticals here that Nutrier wins Friday. Uh, Rolling Meadows wins on Friday and they meet each other Wednesday at GBS for the sectional semifinal match. I mean, what what can we expect out of that matchup? We've seen it before. Nutria came back in that game and won. Um, so what can we see in that matchup? And uh, do you think Rolling Meadows kind of learned from its first matchup with Nutria and um, maybe has the keys and knows what it needs to do the second time around? Yeah, I think Rolling Meadows can adapt. Um, you know, uh, in that first matchup, we saw Jackson Monroe go off for I think 25 or so and he had a couple big threes can they can Rolling Meadows adjust to that and hold him under 20 if so I think they got a, a perfectly chance good chance to win I think they're very closely matched teams now Rolling Meadows Meadows did just lose to Barrington kind of a surprise loss in the MSL um, conference title bout um, so they're beatable too I think Nutria is going to lose learn plenty from that match too they had to come back in that game they were off um, early except Monroe I think their shooting um, isn't usually that off so it goes in waves of course but um, you know a couple guys hot and, and Nutria is very tough to beat and I think that's going to be the case in their defense um, that defensive pre- Nutria's defense is very very good and they stop a lot of teams they kept I think the score of the game was like 64-60 and holding Rolling Meadows to 60 is very good Max uh, Christie um, no Cameron Christie Christie, is going to get his, but can you, can you force him in the tough shots and make him shoot, you know, under 50, under 60% from the field and rebound? If so, you're going to win that game. Yeah, I think I definitely agree. I think that'll be the key. Um, I think Nutria, I think Nutria kind of learned from that game as well. I mean, you saw them come back in that game and uh, figure some things out. So I think uh, a lot of game planning will be really interesting to see what the coaches put together um, in their matchup. A hypothetical matchup, obviously, here on Wednesday. But why don't we move on over now to girls basketball, where um, we, like we talked about in the third quarter, Loyola uh, won its uh, regional championship by taking down Maine West 50-21 to on uh, Friday night, I think that was, or Thursday night. Um, and then last night, Tuesday night, Loyola defeated GBS 51-34 to to advance to the sectional championship game against Maine South, who, like Joe mentioned earlier, won on a buzzer beater 
43 to 41 against Evanston. Um, so it's kind of what we predicted last week, Joe, um, just what, uh, um, what can we expect out of this matchup between uh, Loyola and Maine South when they compete at GBS on Thursday night at seven? Well, let me talk about Maine South for a little bit because I saw them play on Thursday when they, uh, uh, they beat Nutria pretty good. And going into that, I'm like, you know, Nutria is playing decently. Maybe they'll give them a shot, but man, Maine South came out firing their, um, I can't Caroline Barker. Um, one of their seniors hit five threes for them in the first quarter, back to back to back. It was crazy. And their sophomore guard, Megan Fahey is the real deal. Uh, this girl is going to be, I mean, I, I, she's a little small, so it's tough for me to say I'm not a recruiter, but she's got the skill set to play D one ball. Um, I don't know, you know, depending on, on who needs what, um, a five, six ball handler is, is tough or whatever she is. Maybe she's five, eight, but um, she's amazing. Um, obviously, they have Emily Pape. And Nutrier stopped Emily Pape, who's an all-state player. But uh, Maine South has too much around her um, that just were hitting their shots. So Maine South's very dangerous. They put up 29 in the first quarter, which is a 125-point pace. It's ridiculous. Um, so pretty, pretty good stuff from Maine South. But we saw Evanston. And obviously, those are two teams that see each other all the time. Um, Evanston was able to hold them and Evanston's a good team too. So hold them to, uh, under 45. Um, so it's, it's, you can do it. Um, you gotta have somebody stop Fahey from breaking down the defense. Um, I think Loyola definitely has that with their defensive capabilities. Um, and, uh, yeah, Loyola is not going to allow a lot of action, um, and crisp ball movement because of their pressure on and off the ball. Now, again, they don't have height. And Maine South has lots of height, not just Pape, but they've got a freshman or maybe she's a sophomore who's over six foot. And they've got um, another starter who's 5'10", who's a center who rebounds the heck out of the basketball. Um, so um, they're going to have to deal with the height and figure out how to stop it, because I think that's Maine South's main advantage here. What do you think ends up happening here with uh, with the game? What's your prediction for Thursday night's game? I got to go with the Ramblers just because they keep. Uh, no, <laughs> I feel bad saying this, but they do keep surprising me. I really thought they were going to have trouble with a, a GBS team playing well that has height, and they handled it by, I believe, about 15. Um, so um, Loyal is very good, and they're, they're just tough as nails across the board. And they've, like I said, they've learned to score with a couple of their secondary options, and Angelina Giordano is the star. So I think they uh, are going to win this game. Um, I think they're probably going to win it by um, single digits. Um, we'll call it five. I think they'll stay away from a buzzer beater. They're very good at the free throw line as well, Loyola is. So um, I, I think they win. I think they're just too tough all the way around. All right, so if they win, they will advance to the super sectionals that will take place at Hersey on Monday night. The Ramblers would take on either Stevenson or Lake Zurich. Stevenson, the number one seed in that sectional. Lake Zurich, the number six seed. So let's say let's go chalk and say that Stevenson wins. What does a Loyola and Stevenson matchup look like on Monday night in the super sectional? Yeah, I don't know because I haven't seen Stevenson in a long time. Um, I've kind of been tracking their scores a little bit. We should have Caleb Carter on here who, who helps South girls basketball and does a really good job for um, another local product. But um they're good, obviously, but Loyola beat them early in the season, very early. We're talking Thanksgiving tournament early, I think. Um, and uh, in the in the Nutria Thanksgiving tournament, they beat them. And the score, I believe, was in the 
I could be off here. I think it was in the thirties. It was low. Um, so that's what it's going to take to beat Stevenson. Um, I don't know much about them other than that, though. I'm going to have to going to have to catch up before that matchup comes to fruition. All right. Well, we'll keep you posted on everything that happens with girls basketball and everything else that happens this upcoming weekend as we are deep into the winter postseason action. Um, should be a lot of fun, a lot of fun storylines to keep in track. So make sure you're keeping up with the record northshore.org for all your latest insight for North Shore sports and make sure you are following me at Friday Night Drive. For all the latest recruiting football notes, we are deep into recruiting season. So make sure you're following me on that front as well. Just a quick reminder before we say goodbye that you can follow and subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out and write a nice little review and check out older episodes of the podcast as well. I guarantee you they are all gold and as great as this past episode was. Um, So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week. Enjoy the playoffs and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.